0: So it's amazing to be here. I'm so excited about 2020. I'm not um, necessarily excited on the back of economics, politics, or anything else. I'm excited because there's a kingdom that's far more important and far more exciting to live for than any earthly kingdom. And so that's what I'm pumped for, and uh, that is what God wants us to be pumped for, because he is on the move, he is at work, and his kingdom advances and it is unstoppable. He will get done what he wants to get done, and he wants us to be a part of it, and we're pumped for that. So, So let's do that, and let's do that as harvest and let's live it out. So we're talking about the new and living way for the next few minutes together. And uh, I'm going to read to kick off with from Hebrews 10. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. We're going to be camping out there um, in uh, Hebrews 10. If you don't, it is going to be up there. And I'm reading, but what's just happened before this in Hebrews 10 is um, the writer has spoken about Jesus being the perfect sacrifice. So before Jesus came, um, everyone would um, make sacrifices, animal sacrifices and those sorts of things to cover their sin, to make them right before God. And then Jesus came as the ultimate sacrifice. And so we're going to read this together. If you don't have your Bibles, don't worry at all. This is what it says. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have boldness to enter the sanctuary, we've got boldness because of chapter 10 before Jesus coming through the blood of Jesus. He has inaugurated for us, he's brought it into being a new and living way through the curtain, that's through his flesh. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true and sincere heart, with our hearts sprinkled clean from evil conscience and our bodies washed in pure water, let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering since he who promised is faithful and let us watch out for one another to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other and all the more as you see the day approaching. Now, I often have New Year's resolutions or in fact, just different resolutions at different times of the year. There's just sudden fads that I get excited about. As a person, my poor wife is very, very full of grace, um, and she allows me to uh, sometimes dabble in these sorts of resolutions that I have. But for instance, one of them a few years ago was learning something called poi. Now for those of you who don't know what poi is, I'll give you a little bit of an example. So uh, now this is the the cheap man's version, or maybe the, the pansy version of poi, because the real boys do it with fire. So they're the they're the real men, but I thought, well, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna spend, and believe it or not, these things are quite expensive. So a few years ago, I thought, well, I'm gonna become a poi, I'm gonna be like those men on the beach. I'm gonna take off my shirt, I'm gonna light the fires on there, I am gonna look hardcore, and my wife and everyone else is gonna be like, that is a real man. So that was my end goal. So I decided to do this, so, what you, so you can see what sort of happens. It looks like this. I want to be careful not to kill myself, because I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, and then you can do funny, like, at different times, then if you're really hardcore, you can go backwards. I learned backwards, and I was like, yes, please. And then uh, the other thing that you can do is you now go sideways. Now this, you've got to be careful as guys, because um, some problems can happen. Um, So you do things like this, and uh, and it goes crazy all over the place. But I decided this is what I was going to do. Now I have to tell you that after a few knocks that were pretty painful, Um, and after watching the videos and seeing what these real firemen could do, I decided that this is going to stay in my garage. And as we have stayed for about, I don't know, five, six years. This is the first time I've actually taken them on. I thought I was pretty good on the back of that. So um, (laughs) thanks very much. If you see me welcoming you at church, uh, you know, in a few weeks time out there, and if we do a nighttime service, maybe I'll get out the fire, and then uh, you'll think I'm a real man. Anyway, so it was a dream. Um, My end goal was kind of vague, but my end goal was just I wanted to be cool and I wanted to look hardcore. Um, And that end goal fizzled. I didn't think about the steps to get there. I didn't think about how much practice, though, men and women do to get as good as they are I couldn't be bothered to practice like that and uh, so it fizzled out and it's kind of been a waste but I enjoyed it for the time and jeez I really enjoyed that Um, see I'm gonna do that again actually (laughs) do it in our garden at night Now, there was someone a number of years ago who was a brilliant cricketer. In fact, they were so good, they made it into this team called the Mumbai Indians. And uh, they were so nice, they actually gave me one of their shirts. It's incredible. Um, If you don't follow cricket, Mumbai Indians is uh, one of the top teams, well, I don't know if they are anymore, but uh, in the Indian Premier League. And uh, so I got given this. It's quite blingy, so maybe the person didn't really want uh, to wear it themselves socially. But anyway, I thought it was pretty cool to, uh, to wear it anyway. And uh, this person played for Zimbabwe cricket for a number of years and got to the highest pinnacle that you can get pretty much when it comes to bowling. I think they ended up, I could be wrong, they might beat me up afterwards, but number two in the world for uh, their bowling. And I think that they probably were number one, but the Sri Lankans and the New Zealands juked the books a little bit um, Uh, as they do, a bit arrogant, to keep themselves at number one, but definitely number two in the world, maybe number one, and that person was our very own Raymond Price. Give it up for Raymond Price. Right. It was number two, number one. It was number one for a bit, eh? Definitely. You see, it was number one. Even better, number one in the world uh, when it comes to spin bowling stats, not for batting, but for bowling. Uh, Now... Getting that good in your field, as Ray did, does not happen by accident. It doesn't happen like my little poy that was just a fad, it comes with a lot of hard work to get to that point in time. It took focus, it took daily practice, it took working out um, and getting to the height of uh, fitness. I don't know how your eating was, Ray, but I'm sure it was very, very good. Uh, it It came down to mental toughness, it came down to a huge amount of sacrifice to get as good as Ray did in the sphere that he chose to commit his life to. And then, match winning moments and brilliant stats came about, not because they happened in an instant, but because they were actually the culmination of a lot of small things done right, regularly, with excellence over a period of time, it brought moments that were incredible. It brought moments that changed trajectories of lives, including race. Now, you will find that almost everyone who has achieved something significant in life has done small things well and consistently over a period of time. They're not usually big things. It's usually very small things like getting up at the right time, eating the right way, focusing on the right thing when you're supposed to study, but doing that regularly and consistently leads to significant. Significant moments now we stand at the start of a new year a new decade what will yours look like when you stand at the end of this year getting towards 2021 what will you look back on when you get to 2029 getting ready to start 2030 what will your decade look like as you look back on will it look back will you look back with a sense of fulfillment purpose joy and hope or not there's going to be curveballs. balls, there's going to be unexpected turns, but you and I have an opportunity to make small changes now in what we do in our daily lives on a daily basis that will turn out... To be very significant moments in the months and the years ahead, but it starts with making small decisions now. And so, I want to pull out four quick points from the Hebrews passage, which I trust is going to help us do that today. And if you're exploring faith today, it will help you as well, help you get a greater picture of what we want to aim for as Christ followers. Um, And if you're a Christ follower here today, I trust you'll be able to act on these from this moment, and I can guarantee you will have a significant impact in your life. So the first one is we've got to know the end goal. If we're working towards something and putting in place small steps, we need to know the end goal, otherwise we're never gonna have the motivation, we're never gonna have the drive to get there. And the end goal is a new and living way which it talks about in the passage. This is incredible. If we accept Christ's sacrifice, so it's gonna be over here. If we accept Christ's sacrifice, what he did for us on the cross as the ultimate high priest, it changes Everything it does you see in the past high priests were the only ones at certain moments in the year who were able to enter God's presence no one else got close not you not I were ever able to actually enter into God's presence to hear him speak to us, to speak to him and have a close relationship with him. But when Jesus came it changed everything. You see he was the high priest who was perfect, who was the sacrifice he didn't bring in the sacrifice to the Holy of Holies, he was the sacrifice and so through him like the curtain into the Holy of Holies through him we are able to gain access to the living God. Not through an intermediary in terms of I pass this on to you, you pass it on to them, you pass the request. We have access to a living relationship with the king of kings. That is the most incredible new and living way. You see, we step into life in all its fullness, not just now, but for all eternity. And that's why that phrasing is amazing. He has inaugurated, so started for us, a new and living way. This is what's so interesting. It means that if we're not Christ followers or we're not living for Christ, we we, we sort of fizzled out a bit, it means that we are living an old and dying way. So he says the only way for us to experience life in a new and a living way is if we are pursuing Christ and we have a relationship with him. Otherwise, it's an old and a dying way sounds a little bit harsh, but think about it. If my end goal is to accumulate wealth and have an easy life, so if that is my end goal. It's not the same as this. So Jesus is saying if that's your end goal, to accumulate wealth and have a safe and comfortable life, he's saying that is an old and dying way. Well, why? Well, Because firstly, it's not gonna help you get into the presence of the living God. Will not at all, won't help you in that process. And secondly, if we look from an eternal perspective, all of that is burnt up and becomes nothing as you walk through the doors into eternity. So it's an old way, it's a former way before Jesus came, and it's dying because everything you're accumulating is going to fizzle out, it's going to burn. And you can use that for anything where your end goal falls short of Jesus' presence. Anything, any goal that you have in life that takes a greater place than that is an old and a dying way. What God calls us to is a new and a living way that lasts forever. So that's the first one, get the end goal right. Second point, that's the end goal and then three short steps. First step, draw near. How do we get to that end goal of a new and living way? We draw near. And this is what it says. It says over here, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed in pure water. So the first step is let us draw near. Let us draw near, this is all about emotional, mental, spiritual, physical moving towards God. It's about him being a priority over anything else in our lives. It's easy to say he is, but what we think and what we feel and what we act on will show whether he really is a priority. So as you look back on 2019, look back and go, is the way that I've lived my life, is it clear to me and to others that my number one priority is King Jesus? And if not, this is an opportunity from today to start taking taking very small steps to move in a different direction. It's about coming just as you are with a true heart, not trying to be someone that you're not. God knows that we're a mess. I'm a mess, we're all a mess. He knows what's in our hearts. It's about coming with a true heart, saying, God, this is me. I'm nothing special. I'm a little bit ashamed at times, but I wanna come towards you with a true heart that's what a true art is. With full assurance of faith, that means that I'm not trusting in my merit. I'm not coming saying, God, it's just great that I get to hang out with you because it's been a great week. I've done so well. I'm actually so much better than everyone else. My full assurance of faith is going, Jesus, you are the high priest. You're the one who died for me. You are the only one who can make me right. And so I'm coming, standing on you and your goodness, not on my own. So you draw near with a true heart, open to God, and you draw near with humility. So it's about daily positioning, reorientating ourselves towards him. And this could be so different. It can be the smallest thing. It could be you start a habit that as you roll out of bed in the morning, no matter what you do, you sit on the edge of your bed and you just say, Lord Jesus, today is yours. Done. It could be that you do that and you say, I'm gonna do that every single day. It could be that you never read your Bible and in 2019 you didn't, even though you've got lots of them or uh, even though you'd say, I love Jesus, you've never got stuck into his word. Maybe you say, I'm gonna read one verse each day. Just wanna to decide to do that. I wanna position myself towards him. I wanna start moving towards him. Whatever it is for you, take a small step, do it daily, do it regularly. What we're doing as a church, the New City Catechism, Second last point, we need to hold on when things get tough. Hold on in the trial. Look what it says over here. Let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering since he who promised is faithful. This is so interesting. So what it's saying is that we need to hold on to something because things are not always gonna be easy. We need to hold on to confession of our hope. So what is it that we hope on? We need to do that without wavering. Again, it talks about things being difficult in life. So this is about daily standing on what we believe about God and his promises regardless of circumstance. That's what it's about. That's what um, confession of our hope and trusting in the one who promised is faithful, it's standing on him regardless of circumstance. And this is easier said than done, but it comes about as we do step one each day, as we do step one and draw near to God each day, this will come about almost automatically, comes about listening to truth of scripture and not buying into the lies of the enemy. We will see victory in our lives in this lifetime, but it's interesting our hope is not this lifetime. So what we hope in is a king now, yes, King Jesus who died for us, and we hope in a world that is to come. But I can tell you that if your hope and trust is in your lifetime now on earth, you will waver over and over and over again because our hope is not supposed to be in that at all. Don't accidentally hope in what is old and dying. Earthly comfort, an aging body, an easy faith, things that are not scriptural, don't accidentally put all of your hope in those things when actually those will all crumble. All of them will crumble and then miss out on the new and living way in this lifetime and for all eternity. Look at what it says here, and then I've got my last point. Remember, I'm gonna, this is if you jump down to the next one. Look at this, you jumped down a bit further. Remember the earlier days when after you had been enlightened, you endured a hard struggle with sufferings. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to taunts and afflictions. Other times you were companions of those who were treated that way. For you sympathized with the prisoners and accepted with joy the confiscation of your possessions. Because you know that you yourselves have, and this is the key part, Sorry, we're having a bit of trouble with this. You yourselves know you have a better and enduring possession. So don't throw away your confidence, which has a great reward, for you need endurance so that after you have done God's will, you may receive what was promised. Now, those are all eternal things. What he's talking about over there and why we need to endure, a better and enduring possession. That's not your body now on earth. That's not your money now on earth. That's not a comfortable life on earth. An enduring and better possession is eternity with King Jesus. Don't throw away your confidence in him, which has a great reward that lasts forever. That will help you to have endurance. And it's interesting, I'd love you to read this afterwards as well, the passage that comes straight after this is Hebrews 11, the heroes of the faith. Read about them and some of what they had to endure and what they had to go through. None of those heroes made an impact for God without standing on the promises of God beyond this lifetime. None of them did, in fact it talks about the fact in Hebrews 11 that they were looking to another world. They were looking to another reward. So hold on to God. And then this is the next one. So that was back, so hold on in the trial. Final one as I close, encourage one another. You can click over to the verse there. Kev, okay, you might have to help me. Thank you. Perfect. Encourage another. And let us watch out for one another to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other and all the more as you see the day approaching. A great commentary from Version. This is what they say. The original Greek word used for habit in Hebrews is ethos, which implies something that becomes a custom that may be even prescribed by law or otherwise. Habits are always a prescription for something. Good habits, like becoming part of a faith community as um, you're stuck in here today, are good medicine, bad habits like isolating ourselves when we're struggling are a prescription for further pain and despair so we need to build healthy habits and encourage each other in that process because they're a form of good medicine, so I want to challenge us in 2020 as a church, as a people together, let's look out for one another's best, encourage each other to live better, to spend our time on Christ magnifying exploits, to encourage each other to meet together weekly in homes in in church and this is what we need to give each other as brothers and sisters license to do if we see one of us and we're chatting in a conversation our language just doesn't sound that good we need to say hey um, when we had that conversation your language just didn't sound that great is everything okay how are things doing how are you doing in your speech what's up maybe someone's talking a little bit too much about building an earthly empire and while you're having a chat you can just say hey how's your focus on God's kingdom going how's it going it just sounds a little bit from your speech, your focus is a little bit too much on the here and now. How's it going on the reward in the kingdom that's to come? Maybe you haven't seen someone at church for a while. Just say, hey, I haven't seen you with God's people for a while. I really miss it. I haven't seen you for the last few weeks. It'd be great to have you each week. That's what we're there to do for each other. We wanna spur each other on. We wanna watch out for each other because we know that the best is when we're living the new and living way. Everything else is old and dying. So the best thing we can do for each other, we need to give each other license for this, is to challenge and encourage each other into the new and living way. Why? Well, because the day is approaching. The king is coming. Eternity lies just ahead. And I want us as a people and as a church to be ready. What's gonna be burnt up in our lives? What will be rewarded? See, all Christ followers who've achieved great things, if you look in the past, maybe excellent marriages, maybe brilliant children, a great impact in the world, they're people who've done the little things consistently with an amazing dose of God's overflowing goodness. So let's fix our eyes on the new and living way. Let's do those three steps. Do them daily, do them consistently. Let's draw near. Let's hold on in the trial. Let's watch out for each other. And let's fix our eyes on the end goal, which is the new and the living way. And then I can guarantee you the transformation in your life this year and in this decade will be immense. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I wanna thank you for these moments together. I wanna thank you for the start of this year. And I pray as a people, I pray as harvesters, those exploring here today, I ask that this year would be dramatically different, not because there's suddenly an incredible thing that we do, but because as a people, we fix our eyes on the new and the living way, which is you and your eternal kingdom, on the great high priest who paid an amazing price so we can enter the presence of the living God now and for all eternity. And then we would do three small steps regularly. We would draw near with our hearts, with our emotions, with our thinking, with our physical bodies that we would draw near. That secondly, we would hold on because what we believe and what we trust in is not this lifetime, but it's the life to come. So we would hold firm in the trial because our hope is true and our reward is real. And that finally, Lord Jesus, on the back of doing those two well, we would watch out for each other. We would care for each other. We would encourage each other to live for that which is most important. That we would build each other up. That we would point each other to you, King Jesus. That we would really be brothers and sisters who want to see each other's best in Christ. So thank you for the start of this year, the start of this decade. I am so excited that as we do small things well, We do them consistently. We do them with excellence. We do them with joy. It will lead to immense and dramatic transformation in our lives for your glory and for our good. In your amazing name we pray, amen.